Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, Speed Round, Take 5. Take 5. Which doesn't mean we're doing this five times tonight. It just means this is the fifth time we've done this type of format. Right, but this is the first time we're trying it, so (laughs) it may be more. (laughs) So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we just discovered we're both putting our snow tires on this week. Isn't that exciting? It is, it is. You know, it's been a – because the weather has been so lovely the last few weeks in Canada – the leaves also haven't changed and dropped. They're usually dropped earlier than this. It's kind of caught up to us that it could snow any time. You know, we are going to November. We do live in Canada. We don't live in igloos, but it does get cold at times. So uh, you never know. So, uh, and I think it gets below minus seven or something like that is when, or no, seven degrees is when you need to have it uh, be uh, your winter tires on. And, you know, for years, I never put winter tires on. I always had the all seasons. Finally, my wife, Josette, convinced me and it does make a huge difference. I cannot believe the grip and the difference it makes on the ride. So uh, for those folks that are like me that think uh, that live in Canada or live in the northern part of the United States or other areas of the world that are colder, snow tires actually work and they save on your tires. Uh, so that's uh, this part of the episode is sponsored by Goodyear. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're, – I think we're going in Saturday. So Yeah, cool. So let's carry on, should we? Uh, <laughs> we should. Are we going to give some more driving tips or anything like that? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So uh, for those of you that are new, uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. And today, speed round, take five. Uh, Greg and I have been having discussions during this podcast series for over uh, two years now. We've been dealing with one topic every week and just having a great conversation back and forth. We have also been joined on many occasions by guests who have added so much to our conversation. This week, we're going to do another episode of questions. We're going to take on several issues or questions and both share our thoughts on that issue or question, hopefully rapidly, but I am holding out no hope that any of this will be rapid. Mm, No, 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 no. We usually, uh, we begin rapidly, but then we rapidly add more things in, which makes it longer. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. But our underlying theme is always, we're going to have a good discussion. Always a good discussion. So are you ready? I'm ready. Question one. How are you taking care of business? Home, office, hybrid, or whatever? Well, for me, it's a true hybrid. uh, And uh, it actually is exciting. Uh, I was sharing just before we we began taping that uh, within the last week, I've had uh, four or five offsites uh, where people are coming back together. And it's still unique. It's still interesting, but it is energizing for me. I'm a, an extrovert. And although it's been a slow go back for me, even though I'm an extrovert, I'm finding that that a lot of the work is starting to happen in person. And, um, you know, people are still very respectful. Some people wear masks still. Some people don't. But there's a level of energy. Yesterday, I had a session in uh, Niagara, which is just uh, south of where we are, and it was so energizing. We did a bit of teamwork, we had a lot of discussions, a lot of breakouts. Honestly, the energy in the room was so high. I jokingly said that this may be a new form of energy that we use uh, uh, rather than wind or solar. Maybe it's just uh, return to work energy that it was so powerful and people were connecting, people were sharing. 
And it kind of reminded us of all the joy of that kind of stuff. So still, for me, still doing a fair amount uh, over uh, Zoom, uh, but finding a bit of a balance now, which is good because it was getting a little too much. How about you? So I'd have to say I am uh, at home, uh, although I do have access to an office. I occasionally go in there, but I uh, there's no need or I'm not being compelled to go in. I do go in once every two weeks. And if uh, the reality is the team I work with, we're spread all over North America. So even if I went into the office, there's no way everybody would ever be there. So I go in there just to kind of break up the monotony. And if there's people that I work with there, then I'll, of course, have conversations with them. And I do like that. Uh, you know, there has been a, a couple of meetings where part of it was in person and other people would zoom in, so to speak. But on, in a regular kind of pattern, uh, I'm at home most of the time. It's just more efficient. Uh, like there's people I've never met and probably will never meet that mm-hmm. I work with. But I do probably every other week go in for one day. So this week I'm going in on Thursday. Uh, just because there are a few people in uh, that uh, I work with. So I'm going to head in. And it's more just because they're in town. But I don't. uh, And in my volunteer life and things like that, it's still on Zoom. So um, I'm pretty well at at home. This, I mean, this is the most regular kind of uh, hybrid activity that I do. We actually come into this. We're at Staples Studio at Dorval Crossing in Oakville. And this is actually a co-working environment. We were just talking to our community um, manager, Jordan, who was on, I don't know, three or four weeks ago with us. But uh, this is really the only co-working I really do, other than I do occasionally go into the office, but not for a particular reason, other than I just want to go into the office. And and if there are people around, then we, we kind of hang out and talk and, and do whatever. But uh, no, I'm still, uh, I think with my present role, just with everybody all over North America, it, I mean... That's that's really what we have. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's really interesting because I've talked to a lot of folks, both friends and clients and that type of thing. And it does seem that a shift is happening, a shift that uh, more back in the office. I, I would say over the last two weeks, I've probably talked to 10 different organizations or people who work in different organizations. And all of them have shifted to now two days a week or, or three days a week. Um, some are flexible. Uh, some are saying come in on Monday because then that almost you have the start to the week and you have your gathering and connection and that kind of sets goals. And people are starting to get a little bit more accustomed to that. And I, but I think the key is whatever you set, be consistent. And I think people are starting to enjoy it. Um, there's still a lot of, uh, crunchiness that's out there um, because people have, we talked even before the podcast, people are in their grooves. They've set their schedules. You know, uh, pickup time and drop-off time for the kids is now a regular part of my schedule, not my schedule, but of many people's schedule. And therefore, the flexibility, if you have uh, in-house, in-the-office sessions, People are saying it's got to be from 10 till uh, 3, and then I will work later to make up the time and do the hours. But the flex has to be built in because we've built these patterns. Uh, You know, you and I are a little bit more flexible. You are working for a firm that is very remote because people are all over the place, all over the world, frankly, to be able to connect with regards with me. A lot of my stuff that I do is is, uh, more impactful in person. Uh, and therefore, I'm seeing an uptick in that kind of stuff. 
So has your type and number of outings returned to normal, the things you do like across your life? Yeah, I would say not back to normal, but I was, I was just, uh, I was very excited last week that I had a sleepover. Not that, that sounds funny, but we actually. I think we need an explanation, right, some context right, right. around this. Go ahead. It was it was an event in the city, and because it was early start, and also they had a couple of dinners with the full group to build real collaboration and connection. They uh, suggested that we stay downtown in a hotel, and uh, honestly, it's been for work. It's been two and a half years since I've stayed in a hotel. Uh, and uh, it was exciting, you know, you know, to get, it was funny, little things, right? Getting up at the breakfast and folks being there at breakfast and just kind of connecting, going out at night to a restaurant and having that informal connection outside of the meeting, which deepens relationships, um, is much more informal and connecting. So, so powerful. I forgot how much happens in those things surrounding the offsites. Uh, that don't happen certainly when you do it remote because everybody shuts down and disappears. And even in person don't happen if people are going home. But just that added thing of staying together. So I would say definitely not back to normal yet. Um, personally, we are going out a lot more. Where we, I'm, uh, My wife and I were talking the last five weeks. We've been away in weekends either in other parts of Ontario where we live. We've rented Airbnbs, had family gatherings and that type of thing, or or stayed with family. It's been awesome. And now we need a time to kind of slow down. But those things are starting to feel normal again. And even as I said before, there are people that are more concerned with COVID uh, and that wear masks. Uh, in a couple of the situations, uh, we had bunkies in the places where folks that may have been exposed stayed in the bunkie and wore masks when they came into the house, the bigger house. So uh, what I loved were people were are just more, um, they seem to be more forgiving and more fluid and flexible on, hey, w w what's important to you? And we will do that. Now, that's within our family. But even the meetings that I've been in, as I said, some people wear masks. Some people are are more separate. Some people are no mask in, but people seem to be respectful, which I'm excited and tells me that things are starting to come back to what we maybe are calling the new normal. I would say not so much for me. Um, we haven't been out for dinner a lot. We're still uh, supporting some of the local, uh, especially standalone type of restaurants and stuff and going and picking it up. We have been out a couple times. Uh, we're, we we love to go to the movies. I think we've been once. Um, just with our family, the way it's situated, we have had a bunch of family gatherings, uh, which has been cool. But uh, I'd say we're still kind of on the fence about things. We uh, still getting things delivered to the house, Amazon. You know, I ordered a new pair of running shoes. I thought it was going to be they were going to be in Monday. Apparently, I picked the wrong Monday. But uh, I'd say we're not we're not there yet. Uh, a lot of our patterns from before COVID have not been reestablished, and uh, you know we have some elderly parents that are having difficulties. So a lot of our, our attention goes towards that. But uh, no, I don't think so. I, I I don't think we're nearly there yet. We have been away. Uh, we went away to Prince Edward County for just over a week, and it was awesome. We stayed in an Airbnb, and and did go out a few times uh, during that. Uh, vacation. Also brought in food a few times too. Mm. So I don't think we're quite there yet. I, I think just with the types of activities with me basically working from home and um, uh, my wife spends a fair bit of time with her granddaughter, uh, picking her up from school, 
So a lot of our things are very regimented. So I don't, I don't think so yet. Um, not sure when that will change. Uh, I, I seem that there's a lot of people like you that I think are coming out a lot more, but there's a lot of people like us that just have gotten into the groove, as you called it, mm-hmm. and haven't needed to yet. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and you know what? You've added a couple of really interesting things there, that it is complex. It's not easy if you have uh, older folks in your family or people that have that are more still risk, um, you know, immune risk with regards to it. You have kids at school. I don't know about you, but there is a lot of sickness out now uh, that's happening right now. And that adds confusion because is it flu? Is it a cough? Is it is it COVID, the next version? So there's a lot of complexity. That respiratory thing going around? Yeah, there's a lot of complexity around both in the it's, – it's not a one-shoe-fits-all kind of situation. And again, I think we just got to be respectful of of what it is. So I would say we're probably three quarters back to normal. You're probably maybe a quarter to a half back to normal. That'd be and, fair. That'd and, be fair. And I think I think the key is just be forgiving and be accepting of where people are and know that th- there's lots more behind the scene that usually complicates why people are showing up the way they are and why they're responding the way they are and Man, if we could just be a little bit more forgiving and accepting, it would be better because there's still crunchiness out there. And even me sometimes, you know, I might get a little crunchy because someone can't do something or whatever. And then I pause and I think, okay, what's really going on in their lives? And then usually when you widen the lens, you find there's something more complex and obviously good reasons why they're making their decisions. That's cool. I think I think being sensitive to what's you know, might be going on in other people's lives. And you don't always know, right? And you can't always ask. I mean, you know, people sometimes are very private. No, I agree 100% Mm -hmm, with that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, what are you concentrating your business efforts on? Well, this is really interesting because I would say um, a lot of work around team dynamics, a lot of work around executive coaching, folks just trying to navigate their way through this situation, a um, lot of coaching with senior leaders who are leading through these things. So not only have we just come through this massive, you know, complex, difficult, challenging time, now there are all these uh, worries about uh, um, inflation, about recession, and those things. I read a really interesting uh, two articles recently, so interesting. It said uh, all of the data does not point to recession. Uh, except two points. One is housing, which is is reducing, but frankly, in Canada at least, it was overheated and needed to slow down. The second thing is sentiment. So what people are feeling about it. But actually the hard data around um, unemployment, around supply chain, although your shoes have taken an extra week, so that may be personally a little uh, frustrating for you. I'm a little irritated because I really had my heart set on yesterday. Right, right, right. And we're not a privileged society where we're so frustrated when uh, the things aren't delivered within 24 hours. Like, what the heck? What's going on? I want what I want, Greg. Right, right, right. But I think what's interesting, there's all this stuff around. So from a business perspective then, I am spending a lot of time helping people figure out how to reconnect, Uh, helping people um, think about what are their priorities going forward 
and 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 thinking about how do you design things the way we work in order to move forward and deliver what so those three things are have been quite big a lot of stuff around the enneagram using that tool both as an individual coaching tool and also as a team dynamic tool but still a number of other tools that i've been using and really spending time helping organizations relearn how to connect with each other because we talked about it. even before the session we talked about the fact that uh, you know people don't know how to connect anymore they don't know how to work in person they don't know what live collaboration looks like because we are we've built our ruts we've built our habits and two years is a long time to build habits so part of what I'm doing is helping people remember the good things about collaboration, uh, really become more curious through different tools to understand who each of us are, who I am, how I'm responding and going forward. And that's a lot of great work because you see people kind of get freed um, beyond the kind of the locked in positions that they're in. And that's what I love to do. And that, so that's been a lot of my focus in business development. Um, but people are still tentative of spend. All of a sudden, they've got into this worry, and boy, oh boy, not that I need, it's not about building more work, but this is not the time to hold down on spending. Be specific. Be smart about your spend. Good and investments. Good investments. And that is in your people. That is in creating clarity and connectivity and belonging. Now's the time to invest in it. Uh, invest differently, but invest in it. Don't, don't, don't slow down now. People are getting tentative and worried, and it's gonna. It it could that that whole sentiment aspect was quite interesting for me. Yeah. So I work in. Uh, I'm retired, but not really. Uh, but I work in the fintech space. Uh, my background is fraud, so that's primarily what I do for a living. Uh, and I work for a really good company and they treat me right and I, I love the people I work with. It, it's a really good situation. Uh, but I always need, I hate using the word but, I also though have some balance in my life. I've always uh, liked to do other things to balance out what I do for a living. And so uh, I spend a bit of time volunteering with a group of people, helping them walk through some situations, kind of a peer-to-peer -peer thing. Mm -hmm. And I've always benefited from stuff like that. And uh, uh, I think I get as much out of it as the people that I, I help uh, facilitate conversations with. But I also like uh, still to this day, to a certain extent, go out and, and help do some uh, uh, fraud awareness type of uh, seminars and, and, and presentations and stuff like that. And I don't do it as much as I used to, but I, I do do it occasionally. And I like to balance my life out a little bit and, you know, do kind of the fraud enforcement thing, which is what I still kind of do. And at the same time, be involved in prevention or working with, with groups of people that are going through some difficult times and kind of that peer-to-peer -peer type of, of thing. And I like facilitating conversations with, with groups of people that are, are dealing with something difficult and uh, that, you know, there's always professionals in the background to help people. But there's nothing better than sitting down with some folks and, and having a conversation. And, you know, I think the trick to those conversations is making sure everybody knows where the lines are mm -hmm. and what's appropriate. And, uh, you know, uh, people act very differently on Zoom and, and things like that than they do in person. And I find in a lot of these things that, that are still done on Zoom that it's uh, there needs to be a certain amount of expectations 
to make it a safe place where people feel that they can contribute. And, and some weeks they come and you're a producer, some weeks you're a consumer of the group. But uh, I'm very fortunate. I've always had a balance in my life. I just don't do one thing. I, I always have a job that I like to do. But at the same time, in my own time, I like to do some other things. And I, I think it, it it's important to my development and uh, keeping my head in the right place that there is some balance in my life. So uh, I like where I work right now and I like some of the things I do on the side. And, you know, this, you know, the next question is about podcasting, but this as well. And uh, I, I just think it's important to make sure you have a number of things that you like to do that uh, help you. Well, and I think this is really interesting because uh, I want to just highlight something that, that, first of all, I think you sound like a millennial or a Zetter. And what's interesting, you're an Xer. I'm a boomer. You're a boomer. Okay. You're on the, you're probably on the edge of Xer, boomer, that type of thing. But what's really fascinating is, you know, sometimes we think there are so many differences in generations, and there are differences in generations. But what we're finding is evolving in today's society is this, this flexibility, this desire to do things that are meaningful and are growing and learning. And often we talk about millennials and Zetters being the ones that are most leading that. And, and in the organizations of today, you better, first of all, know what the passions and interests of your people are and provide some fluidity to either uh, leverage those things in inside your organizations or space for people to do that outside. So, uh, you know, like as an example, my son is in an organization that's a very great organization that he works for and he gets to bring, he's more, he's in a graphic design, he's in a, he's an art guy, but he's also a business guy and he's got this really great role where he gets to create um, uh, different visuals and anything imaging in the organization. He's, he's kind of the lead on that. But he also has a personal passion of creating art. And uh, the way they've allowed is flexibility for him to take space to really focus on his art, which is kind of abstract. He's got a showing coming in November that he's going to be doing of his art. And he stays at that organization for the space and the freedom that they give him. But they allow him to feed his soul with the things that he loves. It might be a side business. Some people I know have side business that feed their soul and 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 the gratefulness that they feel for organization allows that flexibility. So I love your example of you got this organization where you can do what you can do. You make a good a good salary. You're you're you know you're doing what you do, but you have space to be able to do other things you love. Your fraud stuff is amazing because you are very practical. You've been in this business for a long time. You know the risks and you know what people need to think. And you're a, you're a very wise voice for lots of folks to just think through that. But that gives you a space that kind of leverages both what you love to do, kind of talking and facilitating those great conversations while doing the other things. So I just think that, you know, when you talk about where are you concentrating your efforts on today, it's such a great question. But if you um, individually, sometimes you're going to find your energy and your excitement in stuff that's not your day-to-day. And those organizations provide the space that you can be fully living your purpose or your passions. Um, It ends up feeding back into the power of what you do at work. So I I just get excited when I hear stories like that. And I think it's important that people have balance in their life. Mm -hmm. Like work is important. The, The people you work for are important. But it's so important that you uh, uh, do other things that you, you said it feel, feed your soul, mm-hmm. things that you get worth from. 
Uh, and a lot of those things also circle around relationships as well. And, and it's important to have, you know, multiple sets of relationships because it just makes you a healthier person. Yeah, well, you know what? The Gallup continues to do their uh, their surveys and the percentage of uh, disengaged individuals continues to be quite high. And, you know, work is work. I mean, there are some places that are just – I mean, I've had some jobs in my career that, you know what? I was just every day excited about doing it, going in. My role right now, because I do what I do, I have flexibility. I get to do the work I like to do. I'm back into that space. But there have been many places, and they weren't bad places. It's just the roles weren't really – It was work. It was work, and you're not being inspired by it. So if you can find some way to, to allow people to find inspiration, they will bring that inspiration again back into the role in some way, and you'll be more engaged because you're more broadly engaged um, and if the organization allows the fluidity, the flexibility to do it, that's going to – you're just going to look at the organization in a, in a better light. I agree. I agree. Uh, so where does the podcast fit into everything, Greg? Well, this need, is your most important thing, right? <laughs> it is. It is. You know what? So number one is you and I get to hang out every week – and just catch up. I mean, you know, folks, we have a we have a 50, at least a fifteen minute conversation before. We have busy lives. We don't see each other that much anymore because we're just busy and different things. So we have fifteen minutes or so just to catch up and uh, just to check in. And I mean, you know, that honestly, that's a special thing for me because you know, one to have a good friend that you can just chat and catch up and see what's going on and. And uh, that's that's pretty awesome. And then we do get to talk about relevant issues. And we continue to get um, good pickup that people like to listen to us. They're learning from us. They're sharing good ideas. So I just think it's a, it's a super way to um, – just have a dialogue and to bring people into the dialogue. And you know what? I'm, I was reading some things re recently that said the listening of podcasts is accelerating again because people are starting to take those trips, you know, into the city for a couple of days a week. And so people want to listen. And this whole weekend, I was away up north at my niece's place and we exchanged four or five different podcasts that we are really. I can't keep up right now. Oh, I can't either. But but I'm not just diving deep into all of them. I'm listening to a couple of them that I like. I'm being inspired by their style and approach and their insights. I'll pick topics that I love. And this is why we usually put the topics in the in the front of our talking not ranting so that you can scan it and say, well, hey, what's what's churning in me right now? What do I really need some some thoughts and ideas around? So uh, you know, that's kind of I think where the podcast fits in. My other podcast has slowed a bit, but we're going to start getting back. Um, you gave me great advice to say uh, it's uh, the uh, Safe Brave Stories where we interview great organizations and people doing great things. And and you said, hey, when you're inspired, that's when you should interview. And, you know, with that pause allowed me to just get connected with a couple of people that I'm really excited about. And uh, so we're back on track with that. So, hey, great way to connect and just a good way to continue the conversation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is a great check-in and uh, uh, this is a weekly podcast. Like uh, I think this will be 109, 110, something like that. But it's like, are you kidding me? So I like this for the creative thing. I like producing it. I like, you know, whether the idea comes from you or me or just the conversation. Quite often it's we're doing a podcast and you say something or I say something or we discuss an idea and it's like, oh, that's another topic. And then I like to take it away and then develop it and send it over to you and get your input and stuff. And 
I just like the production angle of this, putting it together, publishing it. And we get to talk about a bunch of stuff like we're not experts. I'm just somebody that's got some experience, has made some mistakes, has watched other people make some mistakes. And you and I just have, have a conversation about it. And, you know, this podcast is, you know, we're just here to encourage you to have a conversation with somebody. If you're a manager or a leader, especially when you're struggling, it's good to have somebody you can talk to and bounce things off of and use their their wisdom. And, and sometimes you just need another set of eyes to see something that is probably very obvious that you haven't seen and just to have a conversation about. So I like doing this. Uh, I mean, we've, we, we're kind of, we kind of touch a bunch of different podcasts and uh, they're all different. And I love yours, you know, when you send yours over for post-production, you know, I'm the first person that gets to listen to that interview. And uh, I don't know how many times I've texted you in the middle of doing the post-production on it saying, I love this guy. <laughs> or, wow, she's like, what a great person, right? And so we end up texting while I'm supposed to be doing the post-production on it and getting it ready for you. But uh, it's fun. It's an interesting thing. And one of the things I've learned during this process is the creative side of things really balances out. If you're doing something really technical or maybe heavy in terms of people, which is probably more what you do, well, me too. But that creative side really gives balance to your life and it uses a different part of your brain, mm -hmm. your soul, mm -hmm. and it, it's really good to draw other things out of you. So I like the creative side of this. You know, I like to do the production. I like to sit here and talk about stuff too. And we always have a good conversation. And uh, I think as we go along, the conversations get better and better. We could, let's be frank, we could sit here and talk about anything for 60 minutes yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we get to meet good people in both the podcasts when we, especially when we bring people to join us in, in our conversations. It is so cool. And often we'll just be inspired by someone. We'll meet someone. We'll say, we really want to talk to you about and get your perspective, especially those folks that have a different pathway than we have. Those are the people we love the most because it's really just, it, it, it opens us. It helps us think from a broader perspective and we, and we get to meet and uh, become friends with new people. So that's the extra bonus. Yeah. And I've got a couple, uh, invites out and we'll see what happens and we'll continue to develop those. Cause I think that I agree with you. That's a, an interesting aspect of this. You know, sometimes we pick a topic and we talk about it and, you know, we've done a couple speed rounds. This is number five which I like to do as well. And then we have people that come in and, and uh, just give us the benefit of their wisdom and experience. And, and mm -hmm. that's pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. it, it is really cool. So I like the podcast for a bunch of reasons. I think it, it really adds to the balance in my life as well, that creativity, like if you get a chance to do something. And I know like you've written a book, you paint, and uh, I, it's important to have balance in your life and just not to do one thing, right? I agree, 100%. So do you have anything else going on, my friend? You know what? I uh, am still involved with uh, the great charity that uh, I've talked to before, Matthew House, which is a refugee settlement uh, community in Toronto. I'm on the board there. And I am actually beginning to think about what do I want to do more. And I think I want to find something local too. I've always been something, poverty is a big thing, and there's a lot going on right now out there with regards to uh, uh, insecurities. Um, you know, one of the local, the food banks in Toronto, I think it was like a 300% increase wow. on the number of families that are accessing food banks because of escalating food costs and that type of thing. So I think that's something, you know, we had the great opportunity to interview, um, uh, um, I was going to think Dan O'Neill. That's somebody else with regards Gary, to Gary. Gary yeah. Dan O'Neill's a, a former president of a company I work for. But yeah, Gary. And, uh, you know, Kerr Street is doing some beautiful work 
uh, and really practical work that is uh, meaningful. So you know what? I'll put them in the show notes again. Yeah, we. I, I, that's something that I really need to contribute more because that really feeds my soul. Finding ways where I can kind of give back to community. I, I listen. I'm blessed. I, I recognize that. Uh, yes, I worked hard, but I've had some lucky breaks, and and just because of who I am, I know that I'm. I'm I'm more blessed. My background, my family, a whole bunch of things. So so I want to give back. Um, others that maybe have had not as many blessings, not as much uh, opportunity, um, because when you those are the beautiful things when you see folks that just have a, you know just so much potential, and just by giving them a, a little support, a little encouragement. Uh, things flourish, and I love that. That really fires me up. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Starting to look local. Um, in addition to the, my Matthew house in Toronto, and finding good ways to help out. Yeah. So I think I touched on mine already. You know, I help facilitate some discussions or conversations in my personal life, and uh, uh, I just really like that. I mean, sometimes the conversations are very difficult. Uh, I was on a team for about six or seven years that went into churches where there's a pastoral misconduct and we helped uh, the management and the people that attended that church, you know, walk through that process. And it was, it was, kind of, it was easier for us to do it because we came from the outside. Uh, we weren't emotionally involved in it. And, and I've, I've just kind of taken the skills I learned from just a group of great people that I work with doing that into my kind of present environment that I, I do. And, and so uh, it's hard sometimes. But when people are walking through a difficult time, uh, having a good conversation, a healthy one with healthy boundaries where we respect one another and we, you know, we can talk about how we feel and, you know, some practical things about going forward and making sure that there's some professional people in the background if, if required, if people need something a little bit more specialized. I don't know. It's, it's another one of these things. And I think you're very much like me, Greg, where uh, I've fallen into opportunities that, that presented mm-hmm. themselves and you end up developing either an aptitude or an interest or maybe some skills in a certain area. And this seems to be one of the areas that I was given an opportunity, fell in with a really good group of people. And so, you know, I've had a series of difficult conversations, but important conversations with people as they negotiate some some things going on in their life. So uh, I'm still involved in that. um, And it kind of goes up and down in intensity and and, uh, uh, amount of times that uh, we have conversations. But it's something that's ongoing. And uh, I get some worth from it, and uh, as much as people might get out of the conversation from me, I definitely get easily as much from them and, and just some perspective on life and things like that. And I think it's important if, if if people have some time out there that they volunteer and do something. It doesn't have to be anything drastic. It could be like, you know, helping uh, work through at a, f- a food drop-off place, mm-hmm. you know, helping sort out the food, like anything. And what you also develop there is community. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing something like that, it isn't just about, well, let's, you know, unpack all these boxes that the supermarket sent over and, and help organize it in the pantry in the food bank. It's also dealing with the people that are there. And you, you know, so many people are disjointed in their lives right now because they're at home, they don't go out as much. And to do a task like that, a volunteer task, whatever it is with another group of people, helps build community and it's really healthy for you and you're doing something practically that's really good. I agree. So uh, wrap up. I can't remember how we wrap up a speed round, but, but go for it, man. You yeah, go first. Yeah, no, I'll follow no, you. No, I, yeah, I just think it's, uh, it's, it's great just to have the conversation to see where, how we're evolving and how we're shifting. 
because uh, most of the conversation has really been around what's it look like now and what does it look like on the horizon and and how are things changing and i think there's just still so much movement um uh that that we don't know <laughs> what's going to happen but uh i think a couple of the common themes are uh continue to do what uh you're passionate about continue to uh forgive and and be curious and open to others who have different perspectives because we're all evolving through this process at a different pace and 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 the barriers that we're up against are different depending on who we are so um uh and, and and I think when we do that, when we are more open and more curious, that's when our contribution back in can be so powerful. So, uh, you know, that would be uh, the thing. Be bold, uh, uh, stretch yourself, continue to grow and be open to others. And as you're more open to others, look for those opportunities to give back because it is all about community. And the way we're going to get through this process is together. Um, not individually, and uh, um, I just think there's great opportunities to uh, to see where you can serve. Yeah, for me, you and I are having a conversation. We've obviously written down the subjects, and uh, I don't give a lot of thought to it before we arrive here. I think the magic sauce in this is that you and I just talk. Mm-hmm. Like there's times when you haven't even read it, and we, we just start up and off we go, right? <laughs> right, right. Right, and uh, I think this conversation – models a healthy conversation we can have with people close to us mm-hmm. and talk about things like, how are you feeling? Like, are we going out enough? Like, where are you at? Mm-hmm. These types of conversations are really healthy within relationships and within friendship groups and, and family groups and stuff like that. So we grabbed a whole bunch of things here and this is like a check-in and you guys get to listen in on our check-in. I think doing something like this, if you're sitting there and you're in a, you're in a groove and, and nothing's going on. Maybe you have a conversation like this with the people that are near and dear to you and, and where are you at? Where are you at? What do you want to do? What do you feel comfortable doing? Uh, do we need to make some changes or we need to, you know, there is a little, a few little things we're doing. Do we need to kind of pile on that? Like what's the deal? I think what we've done here is, is model a conversation with two people that are like we're good friends but that other people maybe should have with their good friends or their spouses or other family members or maybe a few neighbors or whatever it is and and kind of get out of that funk because I think what you were alluding to earlier is that people are in a funk and I'm one of those people, right? Like I've only gone out so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of what I can do, I'm, I'm, I can cheat. I can do most of it on mm-hmm. Zoom just because a lot of the participants that I work with or uh, or have conversations with, we don't live near each other. Mm-hmm. So I think this this conversation kind of mirrors a healthy conversation, which it might be that time for people to have something like this. I love that idea. I think, and I would equally encourage folks to have it because uh, even with these questions, like you say, I read it just before we started, but it's got my mind thinking about different things. And uh, and to spark that energy and connectivity, I think that's a great uh, call to action if uh, folks are willing to take it on. Wow, call to action. I wouldn't have put that on it, but that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, cool. Uh, listen, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you angry. But Greg, I think your philosophy, I think it lands well in this episode. Yeah, I think it always, it's interesting how much it applies. And of course, the folks that have listened to the podcast before know this, that early on in my being coach, my first coach uh, had said to me that, uh, you know, in our conversations, uh, there are going to be things that we're going to talk about that are going to make you joyful, get you excited. And there are things that we're going to talk about that will will create some crunchiness and maybe get you a little peeved off. And both are really beautiful things because they are creating shifts in you. And those shifts 
are always gold for growth. And so we hope that maybe we hope that you definitely had some joy. You saw some things that that you were doing well, that you're making connections, which really resonate. And if something was churny, sit with it a bit. Think about it a bit. Is there anything there for you to learn? Is there anything that, that's inspiring you to do? Both are equally important. It's just what you do with it. Oh, that's cool. Shout out. Shout out. I got three. I'm oh. going I'm, I'm to do all three of them I just because I it. want to. So uh, I don't think we've called this place out before. Budapest, Hungary. We have not. That is so cool. Uh, we we definitely have been in uh, in Eastern Europe before. I know Romania and a couple other ones, not Budapest. So welcome Budapest. We're excited that you're here and listening. Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. Maybe going golfing there in the springtime. We've just actually started to do some search to uh, see what's there. It is a sweet spot uh, and uh, um, uh, a really just a lovely area to go to. Welcome, Mesa. That's cool. Greg's trying to peek at my little sticky here to figure out what's next, and <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've put a stop to it. I'm, I'll just assure everybody on the air that I put a stop to his sneakiness. He's covered it, yes. And this is this is like home week for me. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Oh, uh, we went there this summer. Folks, if you've never been to the east coast of Canada, Halifax, Dartmouth, those areas, uh, wow, what a PI, what a beautiful Great place. people. Great people. Welcome, Dartmouth. It's uh, awesome that you're listening to us. Anything else, Greg, before we I sign off? I don't think so. Been a great conversation. Thanks as always, Alistair. Oh, thank you. Uh, remember, folks, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with and live with and do things with. They are an important part of your job, your success, your life, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.